Hey, all right. I want to put together a quick video for you guys um, with a year-end closing checklist. Uh, this is a question that we got. And so, um, so this is my year-end closing checklist that I use with my clients. And so your clients might vary a little bit, but I kind of wanted to make it like more comprehensive. Um, you guys can, you know, adjust this and put your own workflows into it, but this is what I do. Um, so it's really important when, for each of your clients, that you understand how you are going to interface with their tax accountant. Is, your, is their tax account actually going to go into their QuickBooks file or are they just going to want you to send reports? Um, critically important that you understand what the, what the tax accountant is going to do um, because that's going to kind of influence some of what you're going to do here. Um, so here's my, I'm going to walk you through this. Um, I'm going to explain some of the things on here so that you know what I mean. And then if you guys have any questions, you can let me know. So um, first off, I the first thing that I do is I make sure that the equity accounts are zeroed out on the first day of the year. So if it is 2022 and I am making sure that 2021's books are closed, then I want to make sure that my equity accounts are zeroed out on 1-1-2021 right? So at the first day of last year. So that way, when I'm looking at the investments and the dish and the draws with the distributions, I'm only seeing the balances, like I'm only seeing the activity for 2021. Okay. And so I always make sure that I, I close that out first. Um, so then after that's done, um, I want to make sure that all my bank accounts are reconciled through year end. If the statement end date is not the last day of the month, if it's like the 29th, I just make sure that like all the activity is downloaded through the 31st. But if it's like the 22nd, um, then I'm probably going to talk to my client and see if I can get January of the next year reconciled. So that way I'm reconciled through. So my, my kind of cutoff is if it's more than like three or four days, um, then I'm probably going to want to reconcile the next statement before I consider the books done. Um, same thing goes for credit cards. And I know credit card end dates are, are wonkier. So um, I would definitely want to make sure that next credit card is reconciled um, just to make sure. Then I'm going to review the last reconciliation report for each bank and credit card account. I'm going to make sure that there are no old outstanding items. That's going to help you identify if there were duplicates. Um, and then if you void or delete any transactions, this is, this is my rule of thumb. If it's a duplicate, I delete. If it's an old outstanding item, I void. Okay. Um, and usually your only your outstanding items are going to be checks. So if you have any checks that the person wrote that didn't clear, um, then you would void those. But typically, if you have duplicate items, you would delete those. Um, if you delete or void any transactions, make sure you review the reconciliations to make sure they still work. Um, sometimes if you if you added a transfer or a payment into both accounts, right? So say like, you paid, you know, you accepted the credit card payment 
at the on the credit card and then you also accepted it again for the checking account when you reconcile that you may have reconciled um you may have reconciled the credit card item and the credit card account and the checking account item and the checking account um and so when you delete one of the duplicates you may end up messing up one of the reconciliations. And so you gotta be, I always go back through and make sure that I review my reconciliations to make sure that they still work. Um, so you gotta, that's why you gotta be really, really careful when you have credit card payments or checking payments uh, or checking account um, withdrawals, okay? And just to make sure that you don't have duplicates. Um, once I've done all that, once I know that all of my bank accounts are good, my credit cards are good, the reconciliation still work, there's no old outstanding items, um, then I'm going to adjust any loan balances I have to record any unrecorded interest. So if your clients have SBA loans, if they have lines of credit, if they have any sort of loans that they're paying back, um, you're going to have to ask them for the final statements. Then I review accounts receivable to make sure if it's applicable for my client to make sure there are no old invoices, there are no overpayments, and then I'll review that with my client um, before I'm considered, you know, done. I do the same thing for payables if they use the bill pay feature. And so, um, and then if there are things that I think we need to clean up, I will bring both of those items to the client um, at the same time. Then what I'll do is I'll review the profit and loss. I look for accounts with small balances to see if things can be reclassed into other accounts. I look for negative balances and reclass as needed. Um, I'm looking for any improper accounts, maybe that maybe like when the client set up um, accounts, or especially if this is a new account for me. Um, you know, sometimes clients will set up an asset or a liability as an expense account instead of as a balance sheet account. And so I'm looking for those. Um, I also make sure that if the payroll, if they're not using QuickBooks payroll or Gusto or something else that interfaces with QBO, I make sure that the payroll is grossed up to match the, the total payroll paid for the year. Um, that's actually something that IRS like, looks at. And that's just a journal entry. Um, you're going to debit payroll for the amount that the account is off. And um, you're going to credit probably the payroll taxes account because that's usually... Um, that's usually where the uh, where the rest of the money is. It's either in wages or in payroll taxes. Um, then I will review the balance sheet. So the balance sheet review looks a lot like the profit and loss. I'm looking for negative balances and reclassing as needed. I'm looking for any expenses that might be, you know, that that should be uh, or any assets that should be expenses. Um, I'm looking to then what I'm going to do is if, if the accountant just wants reports, I'm gonna click into each of the asset accounts. I'm gonna make sure that everything in the asset accounts um, is more than $500. If there's anything less than 500, I move that out. And then I'm gonna print out an asset detail. So I'm literally gonna, I'm gonna click into the detail. I'm gonna print out that report for the accountant. Um, and then the accountant can decide if they're gonna apply the $500 threshold or the $2,500 threshold or something in between, okay? Um, but I'm gonna let the accountant make that decision. Now, if the accountant has already told me, hey, look, we're gonna expense everything that is 
less than 2,500, then I'm gonna make sure that there's nothing in that account that's less than um, 2,500. And then at that point, once you've done all that, then you can, um, you can generate the reports for the accountant if they want reports, or you can make sure that they have their own user set up and you can let them, you can let the client know that everything's all set and ask them if um, they want you to contact the, the tax preparer. Now, once the tax return is completed, okay, um, I would ask the tax preparer for any adjustments. I would also ask them if they have any feedback on the books. Is there anything that they want you to change and, you know, anything like that? That's just like a really good thing to do because it shows that you really care that, you know, that you're always open to constructive criticism. Um, if they give you adjustments, you're going to record those journal entries. Um, then you're going to close the investment and draw or distributions account on the first day of the, of the next year that you're in. So that way, that's something you don't have to do as part of your closing um, next year, right? I like to kind of have that, um, have that closed out right away. And then finally, you're going to print a final profit and loss and balance sheet to a PDF and put it in your client folder. That's just so that way, if anything wonky happens with the, with the software, if your client changes anything, you know what the numbers are supposed to be. Um, so you can go back and check to make sure that they are okay um, when you do your year-end closing next year, okay? Um, so that's it. So we're gonna put this PDF in, um, it's in your downloads. So that way you can, you can get it and refer to it if you want. It's a PDF um, for this. So if you just want to use it, you can. If you do want to change it, um, you can feel free to create your own document or put this into your workflow. Um, but this is what I do. Hopefully you find this helpful and uh, let me know if you have any questions. All right, take care.